0: Welcome friends, you're listening to the mind body alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more all to create lasting change. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the mind body alchemy podcast i am really excited to be taking you through this eating journey so that you can stop dieting and start living in a body that feels like home we are going to tackle the subject of overeating overeating is both a symptom and a cause that is at the root of these issues so what do i mean by that Firstly, when we talk about it being the cause, when we are gaining weight and not feeling good in our bodies, that is always a sign that you are overeating, assuming that you are over a comfortable and healthy weight for your specific body. There are issues beyond that that we're not really going to address today, but when we're talking about overeating it is basically saying that you are eating more than your body needs in order to maintain its healthy natural size that comes in a range for a lot of people it's not an exact number and it's not necessarily on the bmi charts as your doctor might make you feel as they put you on the scale in the doctor's office and tell you where you fit in these little charts. But in general, when you are uncomfortable and not necessarily feeling your best, maybe some of your health markers aren't doing as good as they can be. And overall, you are not feeling good in your body. What is causing us to overeat? Overeating is not necessarily neutral. Once in a while, everybody overeats. That happens. However, there is a reason that we overeat every single time. And today, I'm going to tackle the most common reasons that tend to push us to overeat, push us to go out of our body, be disconnected with our body, and eat more than we need. So, number one, you have a long history or even a short history of dieting deprivation and dieting often end up pushing us toward overeating now the reasons for this are varied and we'll have some crossover as we go down the list but as you eat less than your body needs to be satisfied note that i didn't say full or sick or feeling heavy but rather satisfied when you eat less than that you are going to trigger these reactions in your brain that says I didn't quite get enough to eat It's sort of like that feeling where I want something and I don't know what it is or if I could just have a few more bites or something like that the more you deprive yourself the lower your calories are and the more unsatisfying your meals are the stronger these urges are going to be that send you back to the kitchen time after time opening and closing the refrigerator door looking for more food when you've already eaten your meal another thing that you might look at is going too long between your meals so there is some research that shows that people who snack regularly do not fully compensate for how much they eat then at their sit down meals meal frequency varies a little bit from person to person on what's ideal and optimal but in general three to four really satisfying good-sized meals are going to be more effective at helping you to really tune into your hunger and fullness signals than five six seven meals grazing all day picking and snacking and diet culture will have you believe the opposite they've told you the opposite that you know it boosts your metabolism to eat more meals and all of this other nonsense however that is exactly what it is it's nonsense the same thing with fasting fasting in general tends to put you in a space where you are too hungry all day long and then you end up overeating once you finally do get to eat and when you sit down to eat when you're in that state of being excessively hungry it is so easy to overshoot even though you haven't eaten all day and it feels like you had nothing we all know that person that is struggling with their weight but does feels like they don't eat a thing you know they feel like they just never eat anything they only eat dinner and it's generally because they have waited too long to have a satisfying meal maybe they've had a handful of this in the morning and a handful of that throughout the day they're picking and snacking and munching in little bits maybe they're not but in the end they end up creating this habit where they haven't eaten all day and so once they finally do eat they end up overeating on their calories feeling like they deserve it because they haven't had anything and um, it just doesn't really send the message to your brain that you are eating in a way that is sufficient for you it kind of sends these panic alarms so fasting all day and then overeating at night is not something that i think is a helpful fat loss strategy or even a helpful maintenance strategy ultimately fasting all day and then overeating at night tends to throw you into this overeating cycle and then of course there are consequences to that kind of lifestyle when you decide to drop it because then you have taught yourself that when you finally do sit down for meals you have created a habit of eating beyond your natural neutral satisfaction to the point where you are full or even stuffed and when you create that habit of feeling like you can't be done until you're stuffed then what happens when you go to Sunday brunch or you know it's a holiday or it's a vacation and you kind of go well screw it I'm not gonna fast or whatever and you tend to then overeat at every meal that you sit down at from that moment forward even though you haven't fasted to quote unquote reduce your calories for that day. You can see how that will turn into sort of a disordered relationship with food where you don't feel like you're getting fully satisfied throughout the day and then you're overfilling yourself and teaching yourself that in order to stop eating, you must be uncomfortably full. Not down for that. The next thing is lack of nutrients and variety and satisfaction in your meals. The body is pretty wise, so it's very common in dieting and the fitness industry to try to trick your body and your brain into thinking you've had enough food. And the way that we do this is through volumetrics. I'm not a hater on volumetrics as a a whole. I think the concept is good in the sense that you get a few more bites per food when it comes to things like vegetables and whole foods, whole grains, those kinds of things. If you're not familiar with the concept of volumetrics, it's basically the idea that you eat more foods that have higher volume per calorie. So you're gonna go for that higher volume food. That's great in concept. However, our bodies have these stretch receptors and they also gauge how much weight is in our meals. So when you're sort of blowing up your food with adding extra water or only eating these high volume foods, eventually your body's going to adjust to that and go, okay, you know what? I understand that my belly is stretched out. I understand that I feel full. However, I know that this is not enough food. These are not enough calories to keep me sustained and maintained. So I'm going to urge you to overeat anyway. So that strategy, while it It works to incorporate into your meals um, a little bit here and there by adding some extra veggies and things like that. It doesn't work as a strategy to take over all of your meals because you can't trick your body. It's smarter than you think. And so when that happens, you end up looking for more food to satisfy that urge because you haven't eaten in a way that satisfies its need for energy. So a good balance of foods that have few calories per bite, like mostly whole foods and foods that have a few more like nuts and seeds and fats generally, as well as maybe some of your breads and things like that. A good balance of those things help you to stay satisfied and shut off your brain from having cravings and urges to continue to eat well beyond your physical full sensation. Moving on to pleasure. And anytime that I talk about pleasure for as a weight loss strategy, people just kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? This is woo-woo stuff, but you know, this podcast is actually called Mind-Body Alchemy, so you're going to get a little bit of woo. However, this has some science behind it, and we are wired as humans to seek out pleasure and avoid pain we have a negativity bias where we notice pain more and and it makes more of an impression on us than our pleasure does so if our needs are not being met we're going to focus on something that will make us feel pleasure certain foods in particular tend to sound the pleasure alarms more loudly than some of the others however eating in general is a pleasurable experience it makes us feel safe on a biological level so when you are eating you are filling yourself up with pleasure if you lack pleasure in other areas of your life if you don't have a life full of pleasure if you haven't found some things that make you happy and clear out some of that emotional baggage and give you some balance then you are going to probably navigate more toward food in order to fill up your cup so to speak so more pleasure on the table means that you tolerate less pleasure in your daily life and also less pleasure in your daily life drives you to eat more food and that ends up being a vicious cycle of not feeling great overeating overeating not feeling great. And on and on we go. And then when we're uncomfortable in our bodies and we're gaining weight, that just perpetuates that cycle of, I don't feel good about myself. I have anxiety around this. I need some relief. And that relief comes in the form of food Because that is a habit that you have created when in reality, you could probably just say, you know what, instead of eating right now, I'm going to go for a walk, which is also very pleasurable to the brain, or I'm going to, you know, nurture one of my talents or play some music or dance or, you know, pet my puppy or snuggle with my significant other or one of my kiddos or, you know, call a friend or whatever, have a good conversation with somebody who matters to you. All of those things light up the pleasure centers in your brain when you are feeling joy and feeling that bliss, and then you are less likely to fill up that pleasure cup by standing in front of the pantry with an open bag of potato chips and wishing that you had something else to eat. (laughs) Let's chat your environment and your habits. So what we're really looking at here when it comes to overeating as it pertains to your environment an example i always like to use is you know if you work in an office with other people and there's birthdays all the time and so because there is this birthday party you go in and you grab the piece of cake and you celebrate with them and it's you know never going to be that wonderful cake that you're it's not your homemade grandma's cake or anything like that it's just going to be some sort of store-bought with nasty icing with way too much food coloring kind of thing but because you have trained yourself to be part of the community there, you're going to go ahead and do that. Now, every time you walk past, you know, so-and-so's desk and they have a little bowl of maybe mixed nuts or M&Ms or something on the desk, you're going to grab a handful because that is what you have trained your brain to do habitually. You zone in on that little um, habit and even without consciously thinking about it, you go ahead and just grab that little snack, grab that little extra, and here we go. Over time, those kinds of things add up. So when we're looking at our environment, is the food that you're eating, are you eating it because you're hungry? Or are you eating it because it's sitting on your desk? Or are you eating it because it's sitting on someone else's desk? Or because you're celebrating with them in a way that doesn't necessarily um, bring you pleasure, but it brings you a sense of community and involvement and can you change that environment to help you with your goals can you move the candy off of your desk or can you send an email or say hey we need to have this meeting let's take this meeting walking down the hallway or something like that where you're not just standing in front of this treat and constantly eating it and can you celebrate with people in a way that makes you feel like you're engaging with them instead of engaging with the food that you're eating so what can you do about these things and some of the tools that you might need are going to take some practice to develop, and you might need them more intensely at some times and less intensely at other times. The goal here, it ultimately, is to end up getting to a place where you don't have to think all the time about food and your behaviors around them because habitually, just like brushing and flossing your teeth, it's something that you just do. So my clients use a hunger and fullness scale at 0 to 10 and I teach them to eat when they're hungry and goal depending if they're looking to lose a little bit of fat or or whether they're looking to maintain will depend on how long they should sit with their hunger but no more than 60 minutes right so you don't want to be hungry for more than 60 minutes and that looks like about a three to four even on the hunger scale of one to ten. Ten being Thanksgiving stuffed and zero being um, people are going to suffer greatly if I don't get a snack soon. So what we're really looking for as far as a stopping point is five to six. So five being I'm no longer hungry, the end, like I'm just neutral, I'm satisfied, I know this amount of food is going to sustain me for the next five to six hours and then I can eat again Um, and six being that you feel just a slight stretch in the stomach a little bit of heaviness but nothing uncomfortable nothing where you feel like you can't get up and move around or you just have to take a few deep breaths one of the signs actually that you're getting to that point is if you naturally lean back in your chair and sigh or you start to feel a physical sensation in your stomach like, hey, maybe I've had enough food. Looking for those subtle signs is really helpful in knowing when to stop, so that you're um, consistently—probably not always, but consistently—stopping at that five to six in order to stop overeating at your meals. The next thing is to prepare your your meals and your environment in advance. So. As someone who habitually overeats, you might just eat whenever food is around you. You might be eating by the clock, especially if you're a dieter and you're eating every three hours because you're afraid of getting hungry. But if you just prepare your environment and your mind before you eat and just spend a few minutes and go, okay, what am I hungry for? Am I really hungry? Is it a physical sensation in my stomach? Do I... feel physically hungry or am I having a thought that I'm hungry or a thought that I want to eat something. One of them is a physical sensation, one of them is more head hunger, it's a desire to eat and that kind of plays on appetite versus hunger and we'll cover that another day. But just preparing your environment. Plate your food, sit down at the table, maybe take a breath or two to kind of center yourself and really come into the experience like hey I'm going to separate myself from my chaotic day or from my morning routine or whatever it is and I'm going to take this time specifically to sit at the table And really eat my food and experience my food here so just taking a moment rather than eating out of the pan standing at the counter looking at your phone all of these things that really distract you from being embodied in your experience with food and just preparing yourself to spend that time eating and connecting And then the next thing is gratitude. So taking just a moment to be thankful whether you are religious, not religious, whether you pray or you don't pray, taking just a moment to see what's on your plate and understand that that is going to give you the fuel that you need to fuel your workouts, to fuel your brain power, to help you sort of function throughout the day. Just being grateful for that, having a gratitude practice about your food, where it came from, why it's possible for you to have it maybe think about the farmers or think about how it was grown and if you grow your own food you probably already have somewhat of a gratitude practice because you know how difficult it is so spending just a moment to you know say thank you for the sacrifice the work and the gift that is on your plate will help you to connect more to the experience of eating it because it's really hard to have this sort of acknowledgement and understanding that the food didn't just come from the grocery store to your plate or the restaurant to your plate but there's this whole process behind it and taking a spiritual connection to that and saying okay i appreciate this whole process that brought me my food and then just kind of mindlessly blowing through it that's a really difficult thing to do if you have the spiritual connection and you have the gratitude practice and you really take the time to hone in on that you're going to be more connected you're going to slow down and you're not going to want to overconsume because you're taking away from that experience so gratitude is huge and then just slow down it takes about 15 to 20 minutes or so before your body really registers whether or not it's had enough food so taking a moment to just really realize that you know most of us are eating in 5 to 7 minutes and generally overshooting our hunger because of that, because we're not chewing for a long time, because we are looking at our cell phones and we're distracted and then all of a sudden it's time to move on and you feel a little bit full but you just jump back into your work, you ignore how your body feels completely, you give your brain something else to do and then this happens as a habit over and over again and that is going to create weight gain for you every year over time which is extremely frustrating so just taking the time that your body needs and deserves there is a reason those systems are in place and so we need to be able to at least the majority of the time honor that system that is built into our body so that we don't have to rely on these external tools like calorie counting and macro counting and bringing our spreadsheets to our date nights and things like that because we are honoring the internal tools that we have And kind of dropping the whole hustle culture that we need to hurry up and eat and move on to the next productive thing which again is a topic for another day i could go down a whole rabbit hole about that so spending time since you're going to be eating more slowly anyway really connecting to the food in a way that says okay how does this taste what is the texture what is the temperature Uh, What does this smell like? Is it visually pleasing? Did I take the time to kind of plate it and sit down? And do I have plenty of colors on my plate? Is it full of nutrients? And that doesn't mean that you should only eat, you know, quote unquote, nutritious food, instead, That should be the majority of your meals the majority of the time. So I'm all for adding in pleasurable foods and indulgent foods like treats and maybe a little chocolate or some foods that maybe you're thinking are unhealthy. When in reality, just a small portion of something can satisfy your taste buds, satisfy your need for pleasure and help you move on it's just that the majority of your food if we can make it more whole food based is going to be more satiating over time it's going to hold you over a little longer and it's going to be fewer calories per bite kind of like we talked about earlier with the volumetrics so it's really easy to eat 200 calories in a chocolate bar very very easy not as easy to eat 200 calories of spinach and um, sliced bell peppers so It's important to balance your plate with highly nutritious food as well as pleasurable food so that you're sort of knocking out of the park all of these different areas that cause us to overeat. And having that balance is going to serve you long term. Remember, we're in this for the long game. We really want to be able to learn to treat our bodies well and eat well and eat like a person at your natural weight would eat. And so that means... Sometimes we have treats, sometimes we focus on our whole foods, usually we focus on both of them in order to not not be pulling tug of war on either end of the spectrum. And then in the middle of your meal, pause. Now that doesn't mean you have to stop and put your food away and be done, but rather just sit there and kind of think about check in with your body and see, am I full? Have I had enough? Do I feel neutral? Do I feel satisfied? What if I had three more bites? How would that feel? Really talking yourself through how it might feel to eat a little bit more or to stop where you are and then make a decision from there. If it's only been five or six minutes, you may want to pause for three or four minutes and just kind of Take a few deep breaths and see how you really feel in your body. If it's been 20 whole minutes, then you know maybe you're ready to wrap up that meal. Either way, you're going to know and make a conscious decision because you're paying attention to your body's signals and not just the food is on my plate, I'm done when the plate is empty. Thinking about how you can connect to what's on your plate so that you don't overeat, implementing a pause is a great strategy to do that. There are a lot of different ways that you can implement portion control without being obsessive about counting your um, calories or macros or dieting or doing any of those things and we will definitely dig into those on another podcast but i just wanted to bring this sort of full circle and let you know that there are reasons why we overeat A lot of it is habitual and environmental. A lot of it has to do with our dieting histories. And unfortunately, dieting is not a good predictor of weight loss, especially long-term. In the short term, yes, of course. But over time, most people, and by most, I don't mean half. I mean over 90% of people gain their weight back in five years' time. And many, many, many of them end up overshooting their weight the next time and makes dieting harder and harder and harder each and every attempt so what we really want to do here is reject the idea that we have to diet in order to live at our natural weight and we start to reconnect with our bodies reconnect with our inner wisdom reconnect with those signals that our body has built in and really honor all of that put it into practice and that way our body naturally does what we need it to do by balancing our energy and our consumption and our exercise and our nutrition all of that stuff if you need some help of course please reach out to me you can find me on instagram soulcentered you can find me um, on my website soulcenteredfitness.co as well and then of course you can always join the scf collective which is my facebook group scf stands for soul-centered fitness that's my facebook group for women and female identifying persons and we are learning all things about ditching diet culture standing in support of one another and just changing the conversation around fitness and the way that it feels in your body so we would love to have you there i will make sure that there are links in the show notes so that you can find me and then i send out a newsletter every single week i would love to have you on my list so that you can get some coaching you can get some encouragement i send out great stuff you can sign up for that as well on my website and uh, you get some freebies too including a workbook on emotional eating and how that's impacting you if you have any questions hit me up on instagram shoot me a message Let's talk about this, and of course, please screenshot this, share it on your social media, tag me, and let's spread the word so that people can stop dieting and start living in a body that feels like home, in a body they love, and stop thinking about their food so damn much that they can't live an inspired and pleasurable life. Okay, I'll see you next week. Bye.